This episode, I'm speaking with an international trainer in healing trauma. She co-founded Help Restore Transform, a program which works to address educational barriers and improve self-worth among women and children in Mexico. In addition to her work in conflict resolution, mediation, and restorative justice, she is a leader and provider of the Beyond Trauma program at Adelante Mujeres. My guest is Ivan and Isaac's mom, Lupe Hernandez. I'm Aidan Nipom, and this is The Changed Podcast. Thank you so much for having me here, Aiden. I really appreciate you inviting me. I'm glad to be here. It's wonderful to have you. I really appreciate you being here. I'm really excited to talk with you because I think the mission of Adelante Mujeres is really important work, but I'm not sure that all of my listeners will be familiar. Would you mind sharing a little bit about Adelante Mujeres and uh, the mission of the organization and your role there? Sure. Um, Adelante Mujeres is a nonprofit organization based in Forest Grove, Oregon, and it's, it was funded um, by Bridget Cook, uh, our executive director, and she, it was back in 2002. Uh, they were working with the um, farm workers and they were trying to help them work the land, right, work with um produce and things like that. And then they realized that there was the woman, uh, their wives were just not doing anything all day long. They were just um, staying home with their children. They were not working. They were not doing absolutely anything. So they asked them, they were thinking, what can we do? What can we do uh, to bring them along to help them? And they started with uh, arts and craft class. And there were about around 12 women. They came to the class and they started having a conversation as to what are their needs? How can we help you, uh, you know, get better into the society, become part of the community, uh, speak your mind, speak your needs? How can, and they all say education. We need to have education. And that's how Adelante Mujeres started. They started with arts and craft. From there, they started opening like a impresas, a micro enterprises uh, program. And then it, it just started developing. It started uh, once the woman started needing the GED classes and taking mm-hmm. English classes, computer classes, they realized, okay, what are we going to do with the children? So that's how the early learning uh, program started. And from there, it just kicked uh, around. And this program, which is Beyond Trauma, it was mm-hmm. adopted in 2009. And it was this program, the curriculum is brought from Colombia. Really? And people, yeah, it's a curriculum that was brought from Colombia. And it, actually, a priest wrote this curriculum. He went through the war between uh, Colombia and Africa, and he saw the pain and the hurt that the war left, right? So he started thinking, how can I help? How can I, what can I do to help these people? And that's how he wrote this curriculum. 
So Adelante hmm. Mujeres, um, people from Brazil came to train Adelante Mujeres into the curriculum and uh, teach us more about trauma and what the damages of trauma. And that's how um, they adapted the program. So this program has been around since 2009. And it was mostly geared to our our participants, right? We work with the Latino community, so it was more geared to that. But now we find that that it is open for everybody. It's open for any gender, uh, 18 years and over, because trauma, you know, a, a lot of people are going through a trauma and they don't understand or they didn't know they had trauma. I find that it, it, the universal experience of trauma seems to be that people don't necessarily recognize their own trauma until somebody actually calls it out for them. And they say, you're a survivor. Did you know that you're a survivor? Um, right. You know, I've seen also the word trauma thrown around a lot this year in response to everyone being sent home during, you know, during the response to the pandemic. Um, and, you know, there's been article after article saying now we're all trauma survivors. What are your thought about, thoughts about that? I agree 100% because uh, there was a study done in 2010 where they, it's called the ACE, ACE uh, test, right? They want to know uh, the child of birth experiences do, do you have. You know, that was a 67%, which meant that, that it, they, they, what they found out that it was very normal, that people at least have one. It's, it's, it goes by points from one to 10, right? People, um, most of the people have at least one. Why? Because we go through so much in this, in through life, we go through so many different experiences. And depending on how equipped you are to be able to withstand those uh, experiences, it, it, you know, it just depends on the person. So one person might have one, another person might have 10. Another person might have five different uh, experiences, right? So yeah, it is. It, it everything. It could be something so simple as um, as a car accident mm -hmm. that causes trauma that can cause fear. You know, it could be something as a divorce, uh, trauma in the children, right? And it could be something like uh, the death of a loved one. So tr yeah. trauma comes in different forms in different shapes. We just have no more about it now. There's more studies about it now, right? So we reckon people are recognizing more about their own personal. Um, be what they see is more. There's something wrong with me. They don't know that they have trauma, but they understand right. that they're feeling sad. They understand that they're why? Why am I so sad? Why am I so depressed? Why mm -hmm. do I? can't speak to my child or my my partner right so they understand that there's something wrong but they don't know what and they don't know how to identify it so this program helps them identify it they it helps them put a name to it so we have different names for everything right we teach them what is trauma and how it causes the brain, trauma in the brain. And there's so many amazing studies out there that we, you know, we bring all the studies and we teach them so they can understand really, really the effects. We also teach them how not only affects your brain, but it also affects your body and your health. Right. right. And, There's that book. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name, uh, the book called um, The Body Keeps the Score. 
that book comes oh my gosh Jason. yes yes there and there's a good one right now is taming your dragons right because mm-hmm. when you go to trauma when you go to trauma you have all these dragons in your mind so your mind is the most powerful thing that you can have if you do and you have all these dragons right uh, telling you things you're not worthy you're alone you're you can't do things you know there's so many different dragons and um if you don't know how to tame those dragons they take over you and therefore is there anything that people can do to help loved ones who are trauma survivors you know i i, I have friends and family members who have survived some pretty horrific things in their lives and it's um you cannot you can see them wrestling their dragons in any given moment um and i have one family member who will sometimes reach out to me and they want help and support and i feel like i don't you know i'm like i'm not a therapist i don't know what to do um i can tell you're wrestling with your dragons so to speak but i i don't know and it's like they're it's like they're crying out you know help me help me and i don't know how how can how can people support those who are actively trying to heal their past wounds but aren't there yet and maybe i don't know if anybody's ever really there all the way maybe you can speak to that too you know what i i learned in my past experiences like for me when i was dealing with my own dragons i just needed somebody to hear me i just needed Mm -hmm. communion a community that will hear my cry they will be there not necessarily to answer all my problems or or tell me what I needed to do I just needed somebody to hear me out but also looking um, encourage them to look for help because there is help out there there's tons of organizations dealing with this and they more in a more professional way right and uh, but as as a as a relative as a friend just listening to them it really really helps how can you how do you draw, so hypothetical situation, somebody is clearly struggling, they're talking about whatever happened that day, usually those, that's how it sounds, right? It doesn't sound like I'm thinking about this trauma. It sounds more like, you know, I got bad news and now I'm spiraling out of control and I feel like I'm going to sink into the ground or I feel like I want to give up. Those are the kind of things that we hear from people who have um, who are wrestling these dragons. We don't hear like, I'm thinking about this thing that happened 15 years ago. I mean, sometimes. Right, um, right. But it's true. But how in those moments, if we're like, look, I get it. I hear you. I'm just going to listen. How do you bring it to a, how do you bring it to a close? You know what? I usually, I get a lot of those calls and usually I, I ask them, how will I, how is it best for me to help you? right? How can I serve you? How can I help you? I'm available for you. And, uh, um, you know, you already discussed this with me. Maybe if you do this, right, depending on the situation, okay, let's let's do a plan. Let's start with this point. Let's do mm-hmm. this, but I am available to you. So if that doesn't work, if you were in the night, because I know our drugs come a lot on a night, I'm available yeah. for you at night. So you call me, and you let me know, and I'll help you deal with it. You know, the idea is to equip the people so eventually they do it on their own. So they're not, they're not relying on you. But sometimes we do have to do the footwork. 
Sometimes mm. we do have to be there. And, and the only reason I do that is because that was done to me. You see what I mean? Somebody invested in me for two years, Aiden, for two years wow. before, I re- before I learned how to tame my dragons. So um, I really appreciate that work. And I'm willing to do that because I know your mind always taking you to places where you can get in trouble if you don't know how to stop that, right? And so I, 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 I listened to them. Then I mm-hmm. asked them, how, how can I better serve you? What is it that you need from me? And we can do this. Do, are you willing to try it? And, mm-hmm. and then I can see where they at if they're willing to try it now. I don't give my time to everybody. It's just basically I see who really needs it and wants it. I give them something to do. If they do it, then we continue. So let me ask on the flip side, what are the benefits to having somebody go through the process of healing trauma? If theoretically we're all damaged goods, then aren't we all just the same anyway? And who cares? Like, what's the benefit? Why invest? You know what? It's about transforming lives. It's about changing one at a time. It's about having better relationships. Uh, There was a time in my life where you know, my relations were not that great. But after I learned how to tame my own personal uh, traumas, uh, my relationships change, right? Mm. The way I feel about myself change. The way I view myself change. The way I'm able to handle conflict now, I change. The way I view life itself changes. So it's important to be able to invest that in people, to let them know that they are worthy, to let them know that they, they, they have a value and that they have a voice. It doesn't stop in themselves, right? This is a, a change reaction because the importance of a person to find and heal their trauma, not only is it going to be for themselves, but we're talking about families, communities, and generational. And that's mm. my goal to change a generational family, right? To change uh, the life, the way it was into something more productive, more beautiful, more healthy. And that's why we do what we do because we invest in in the lives of many people. And it works. I mean, it it, it works for me. I'm pretty sure it's going to work for a lot of people. We talked about changing lives and on the Changed podcast, you know, change is the word. when you use that word, when you think about change, changing lives, what 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 do you think about? What like what is the how do you think think of the definition or how do you define change? I don't change is changing your mentality, the way you used to think and live into changing it into a 360 degree, right? That you view things so differently that what used to be your fears are no longer there. That what how you used to handle the way you speak is no longer the way the peace that it can come into your life. Mm. And it can it can the people can sense that right to me that is change. To me that is the people see you 10, 10 uh, years from now and they say wow I don't recognize you. That person that used to be, why you changed completely, right? Uh, And that is only through the healing that trauma can bring, right? 
is that easy or is that hard for you, for you personally? I mean, two years, you said a person invested in your own change um, was, how would you classify that? Was it a difficult change or is two years like a blink of an eye, not a big deal? You know what, change, it's a lifetime. It's not a, it, that was just two years that I learned about my own personal trauma and that mm-hmm. I learned about why I behave the way, how, why I be myself. So it was my healing process, but change has been a lifetime, right? And um, and I have been um, through many changes, right? It's, it, it, that wasn't just it. It just, if, it, you know, something happens, then you realize, oh, shoot, I need to, that, I, I don't like the way that feels. I don't mm-hmm. like the way that, then you you realize, I have to deal with that. You know, it comes in through seasons. And, and it's just about finding a treasure. You know, we ha- when trauma comes, we block a lot of things. Mm-hmm. We don't remember a lot of things depending on the, the tra- trauma, right? Especially if somebody was sexually abused or, mm-hmm. or you know, uh, or raped. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of things are blocked. So through time and through change, things start being rebuilt and we start recognizing, oh, shoot, I need, I need change. Well, you mentioned that you have been through many changes in life. This seems like it might be a good moment then um, to hear one of those stories. Would you tell us a story from a fork in the road moment in your life after which things changed in some way for you? Of course, thank you. Yeah, you know what? I, I, the, the, there's a story that really changed completely the way I tame my dragons, and it was a, it's a very powerful story because I have been working for a company for six years, and all of a sudden they closed down the agency, and I was left without a job. And I was looking for a new job. And I, at that time, I lived in the border town, which means that people from out of the border town will come in the, the job, the good paying jobs, it was hard to get. So for one position, there was 100 people, 200 people applying for those positions. So finally, I got in and I got into a psychiatric hospital. Little did I know that in the, it was the worst place that you could be working for because our director, she was very, very racist. Oh. And I, I am, um, Aiden, I am a believer in Christ. And I don't know, I, I never come across telling people that I'm a believer. I ne- you know, I don't say things like that unless I know you one in one. But somehow she found out that I was a believer and she started just, prosecuting me for my belief and making fun of me. But the bad thing is that she was doing it in front of everybody. I was supervising two different departments. So um, she was just um, hating me. And um, she literally told me, well, since you are a believer, why don't you ask your God to to train you? I'm not going to train you. And so... I didn't know what to do. I didn't know. I didn't have a job description. 
I didn't have anything. This is a state job, right? This is a state job. You, w- I was thinking that it was so professional. I was thinking that they were going to walk me through the steps. I didn't get nothing like that. So and she just started prosecuting. You know what? The people hated her. And they um, they used to do, uh, she, she was just humiliating people. Her motto was to instill fear on us. She wanted us to work with fear. So people were coming to work and they were um, feeling sick, nervous, very nervous, very, um, nobody wanted to work there, but everybody needed the job, including me. We needed the job, right? So we we were submitted to these horrible situations and mostly humiliations and verbal abuse. So I decided to, after seeing what my coworkers were going through and after seeing the years that they had put up with that, and, uh, you know, if, uh, I, I went to our executive director and I made a, a, an appointment and said, you know what, did you know that this is happening? How, what can we do? Uh, she's treating us, we're trash, we, she has no respect for us. She doesn't care about, she doesn't train us. And if we do a mistake, she's always telling her, I'm going to fire you. I'm going to fire you. So imagine the tension that we were working. My coworkers, their hairs were falling down. You know, that was the pressure we had every day. And then um, she, um, her boss told me, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to go against her? Because she has been here for this company for 20 years. And nobody, you're not the first one that has come against her. And nobody has won against her. And when I heard that, I was like, wow. So they know she's doing all of this. They they know, but for whatever reasons, she's still here. And I'm not going to be here longer. So I better start learning how to tame my dragons (laughs) so what I did uh, I started I made a choice every day a choice was that she will not take my joy away she will not tell me who I was or the capacity that I have as a human being or or as a worker so every day I will make a joy, but I, I do have to say, I did cry for a whole month. <laughs> I cried oh. for a whole month, like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? This is horrible place. And, um, but once I made up my mind, I had already gone through a lot of healing. I had already, I already knew who I was. I already knew my potential. I already knew what I can do and what I cannot do. So I was very well already equipped in that area. All I had to do is put it into action. So what I decided is like, I just started being myself, being joyful. Um, I wouldn't let her get into uh, to me. I wouldn't let her accumulate. And I started stepping up. I started saying, why would you treat me that way in front of everybody? What gives you the right to speak to me that way? I started taking my position in the authority that I have as a human being, right? And then, um, you know, things just started shifting. Our relationship just started shifting. And when she realized that I wasn't going to let her do that, she stopped doing it. 
And then one day we were, and nobody wanted to be in the same elevator, you know? It's like those movies that you see, that you see her coming and everybody runs the other way. <laughs> or nobody wants to be in the same room. Nobody wants to do nothing. And, uh, and I happened to be in the same elevator with her. And she said, how do you do it? How do you do it to, to smile every day? And she asked me that, and I just said, you know what? Because I chose to love you, and I chose to to respect you. And when I did that to you, I was able to respect myself and and and, and be joyful about it. And uh, no matter what you say or what you do, you cannot hurt me. And I just took that authority away from her. And she she after that, we had the greatest relationship ever. I could go to her and I could say, you know what? I don't understand what you're asking me to do. Would you give me guidance? And she will help me. Versus before it was like nothing, nothing, nothing. I really had to. So my the teaching that I got out of that, Aiden, it was not so much that I became a better worker. It was that I learned and put into action who I was, my worth respect myself and make a choice. I choose to be joyful, even though this is a crummy situation, even though she's constantly attacking me. The, 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 the humiliation part was every day, maybe two or three times. Every time she will get a chance, she will do it the pressure. So I started noticing that my hair wasn't falling. I started noticing that I could go like nothing to work and I noticed the difference. I noticed, and that is the change that I had. I noticed that my coworkers were always worried, were always sick, their health, they were always calling in sick because they were the worriness, the anxiety, the pressure that they were. I'd never had that. Once I was able to tame my dragons, I never had to call in sick. I, my hair wasn't falling. I was able to continue working. And every day she will ask me more and more and more projects and more projects and more work and more things. And I, I just didn't know what to do with it. But I always like, I'm a, I pray a lot. So I will ask God to help me. And he would. And he would just leave me and will help me also to bring that peace that surpasses all understanding, right? So that's how I was able to, that's how I realized, wow, this is powerful. This is amazing. And this is what I want others to, to understand that they have and they can get to. I think that's incredible. Thank you for sharing that story. I think it's, I think it's an absolutely incredible thing that it came, it came down to uh, once you had had your feelings uh, which it sounds like was a process in and of itself that you made a choice about how you were going to yeah. show up. And I don't think that that's an easy choice to make, to to be joyful and loving mm-hmm. in the face of the opposite behavior. If somebody's literally being hateful to you, how do you show them love and joy and patience? Uh, and the obvious answer and the answer you've just given us is you choose to do so. 
But it's not such an obvious answer. It's a really difficult answer. Imagine um, any number of situations where somebody might be treating you terribly. The natural instinct is to protect oneself. It sounds so risky to be out there and be like, have a great day. Thanks <laughs> for the feedback, you know. Um, that's, that's, I think that's bold. That's why the work that we do at Delante Mujeres is so important because we are investing in the community and we are teaching them these skills, right? It's not something that you are born and you know about. Your parents are not teaching you that, right? It's only through people that have gone through it and have experienced it that you're able to teach this, right? And hopefully, in God willing, people will get it, will understand it, and, and put it into action because we can read so many books, we can learn, we can see it, but if you don't put it into action, it's not going to work for you. So the whole idea is to learn it and put it into action and make those decisions. And eventually you start realizes, oh, I'm able to do this. I can make this change. I can be completely tame those dragons, right? That I, and, and stop. Um, uh, you know, allowing people to abuse you in that way or make you feel any less, right? And that's what you, I did. Were you worried that by standing up to her that you might get fired? I was very worried because I um, I needed the job. I really needed the job. Uh, and um, I was very worried. But I also came to a point where I said, if I lose it, so be it. If I lose it, I will be standing up to my belief. I will be standing up to a monster because we we thought she was a monster, right? Everybody called her um, the hateful name and her name, right? And um, but then I, you know what I did? I then also I realized that um, broken people hurt, mm-hmm. right? We know that hurt people hurt. We understand that, and it's part of trauma. And I started started realizing, wow, she must have gone through so much to get to this point. She must have gone through, God only knows her relationship is, God only knows what she's gone through. So I started like having like, even though I felt so um, attacked by her, I started feeling compassion for her. You see, I started putting myself into her shoes thinking, what in the world happened to her? To, to, I don't, I haven't met anybody so hateful and mm-hmm. so evil in her, the way she treats us, right? So disrespectful. And she was so, so verbally abusive in the job. <laughs> Nowadays, you can't do that, you know, but she could do that back then. And, uh, and I, I, think that you, I think that people still do. I think people still do and, and aren't stood up to because of in a similar situation where they're afraid they might lose the work. Yeah. Yeah. And and what I realized is that, you know, we always, if one door closes, another one will open, a window will open. So we really need to stand up for what are worth and not allow anybody to treat us any other way, right? Or what we deserve. We, the way we treat other people, we expect for them to treat us back, right? And yes, I was afraid to lose my job, but I came to a point that I, uh, I said, so be it. If I do lose it, at least I 
stood up for myself and I'm not going to let anybody treat me that way because I wasn't treating them that way. What do you think would have happened? Like, what do you think, where do you think your life would be had you chosen either to quit or to fight her through the system? Well, I, um, you know what? I tried to fight her to the system, but um, it didn't go anywhere because they were not willing to do anything, right? Uh-huh. So, um, but if I would have not done it, and if I wouldn't have tamed my dragons, I, I can. It, it, it really boils to that. I probably would have been a wreck. I probably would have been like just so intimidated, feeling sorry for myself. Uh, just doing this this crappy job, staying in a job where they don't deserve me, right? They don't uh, yeah. they don't uh, appreciate me. I probably would just be so miserable, right? Do you think that you would have learned these important lessons if you had just quit the job and hoped that you would find something else? Because I think that's a tact a lot of people end up taking. They their way of trying to stand up for themselves is to just quit. Hmm. You know what? It, changes are very difficult for people. Not everybody is good at changing, right? It, I learned a lesson that I have to stick to it so I can learn the lesson because I know through every crisis we have a lesson to learn. And through that, we we grow. There's growth within us. And um, unfortunately, a lot of people do have the mentality that they rather quit in, in my case, and what I have, the experience that I have learned is that the more you stay with it and the more you learn how with that process and you deal with that, something is going to happen. Something has to give, right? Whether either you grow and you learn how to move and maneuver with that situation or you just back up and move along, right? But I think even if you, I decided to change, let's say I decided to quit and leave that company, wherever I go, there's always going to be an opportunity for change and for growth. Yeah, right. yeah, that's definitely true. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, if we don't deal with that trauma, we're going to take that trauma to the other job, right? We're going to take right. it to the Well, that's what they always say. Those who fail to learn the lessons of history are doomed to repeat them. And I think that if you fail to slay your dragons, you're going to slay them in the next thing um, or given an opportunity anyway. I think it's true mm-hmm. with relationships. I think it's true with jobs. Um, you know, if if you keep putting off trying to find your center, your strength, your calling your identity if you keep putting these things off what really matters to you, your values then life's just going to keep giving you opportunities to figure that out right i agree i agree with that yes we always have that opportunity there's always different situations and i have a saying that no season lasts forever and you know whatever season you're in go at it 100 percent and, and learn from that season. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to stumble upon things that you didn't know or you haven't dealt with. But if you go through it, there's going to be a new season, right? Eventually, just life is just the way. It just takes you to seasons. And every season, you're going to have the opportunity for change. And it's really up to you. It's your choice. Mm-hmm. Well, before we go, before we 
hopefully end of this conversation, I wonder if you might be willing to do something totally wacky and play a, a game with me. Okay. It's not a hard game. It's a game I made up and it has a really long title that tells you exactly how to play the game. The title of the game is Aiden asks you a bunch of questions and then you answer the questions as quickly as you can. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Okay, here we go. The first question is, um, and again, I'm, I don't have cue cards, so I'm making these up too. So Aiden also tries to ask questions quickly, should be part of the name of this game. But um, first question <laughs> is, cake or pie? Pie. Do you have a favorite flavor? Uh, apple. Apple pie, 100%. <laughs> With ice cream. <laughs> uh, that was the next question. <laughs> um, uh, Let's talk about uh, furniture. Do you, when once you've arranged the furniture in your room, is that where it stays forever and ever until that furniture dies or you move, or do you like to rearrange the furniture frequently? Rearrange, one hundred percent. Rearrange. <laughs> My sons hate me for for that. <laughs> um, I get an idea and um, let's change it. I get, I yeah. It, and that comes from my mom, really. My mom used to do that all the time. She would rearrange the whole house. I think I had got that same thing. <laughs> um, when it comes to outfits, if you had to choose one favorite outfit, assuming it could grow or shrink with your own growing and shrinking, one favorite outfit for the rest of your life, but you can't wear anything else, just that one outfit, or, but it's a favorite, or... A different outfit every day for the rest of your life, but you can't wear the same outfit twice. Different outfit every day. <laughs> I'm all for a different outfit every day. <laughs> I, I would hate to stay with one outfit the rest of my life. Heck no, a different outfit every day. <laughs> first, the first movie you remember seeing as a kid or close to the first uh, you're not gonna believe this but this is the one that I got some of my trauma it was the exorcist oh my I was god a I was a little girl and I had no idea what I was watching and it really really traumatized me and that was the, the first time I remember seeing a movie oh my god how sad huh <laughs> I'm so sorry you had to go through that. I just I mean, want I, to say that my mom ooh. was not aware that I was watching that movie because my brother, yeah, because my brothers took me. They went to see it and they I tag along. Oh no, that's a warning to parents. Be careful when you've got the little kids. Oh my gosh, along. yes. Good lord! Wow. Um, all right, last question yeah. in the Aiden asks you a bunch you, of questions game, which is. What is a book that you recommend to people? It, bonus points if you've read it in the last six months. I recommend Your Brain is Always Listening. It talks about taming your dragons. It's by Dr. Eamon. And I forgot his last name. Uh, and it's, it's great. It talks about all the different dragons, which is the different traumas we have. Mm -hmm. And it, it gives you an idea where they come, the root of it. 
and, and what you can do. So oh, I, I'm right. really, I'm actually reading it right now. I'm enjoying it. So Wonderful. Yeah, thank I, you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Well, as we bring our conversation to a close, what would you like to leave listeners with? I know talking about trauma is not an easy thing to understand. But um, when you're feeling sad, when you're feeling depressed, when you're feeling all alone, there's places where you can go and, and have somebody hear you out there. We're here for you. We're here to lead you and, and, and help you through that. Uh, don't ever think that you're alone. Don't ever think that you can do it alone because that's why uh, we cannot walk this walk alone. We always need a community. We need a group of people helping us. So if you ever feel like um, you need that help, we're here to help you. If people, It's open for everybody, uh, any gender, 18 years and over. And uh, they, as a matter of fact, right now, we have a lot of workshops online that they can um, go ahead and join. All they have to do is sign up for the workshops. And anybody's welcome. They can be Fantastic. from out of town. It, could, it doesn't have to be just from Oregon. It can oh. be, be from out of state internationally. So yeah, and we do it in both. We do it English and Spanish. Well, wonderful. That's awesome. We'll have links to all of that in the show notes for people who are interested in finding out more. Lupe, thank you so much. I thought this was a really enlightening conversation. I appreciate your time today. Well, thank you for the invitation, Aiden, and have a beautiful rest of the week. Thanks. What I love about Lupe's story is that it illustrates so many things. First, how important it is to just make those tough choices in life. Standing up and advocating for yourself in this world, well, that's hard. And at the same time, if you don't, who will? Second, when it comes to overcoming those tough things, waiting doesn't make it easier. Lupe choosing to stand up for herself in the way that she did with compassion, with love, with joy, opened doors up for her. But without her having taken those critical steps when she did to make those brave choices, who knows where she would be fighting her dragons now. And finally, as a leader, you should be paying attention not just to the bottom line, but to how you get there. It took 20 years of this person's terrible leadership and management before Alupe came along, who was determined to do good works despite bad direction. If you as a leader want to bring out the best in your people, you have to create an environment where that's even possible. If you are managing through fear, you might get compliance or obedience, but you will never get people's best. And that's because when people are simply trying to survive, they can't even access their very best. If you are interested in learning more about healing trauma, I'll have links to Adelante Mujeres programs, which are available virtually and online, in the show notes for this episode, along with the books we discussed. I want to hear from you. Have thoughts, feelings, sarcastic remarks, or a story to share based on listening to this episode? Help me keep the conversation going. Join the Facebook group www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash change hub. Special thanks go to my family for their love, support, and patience to all of the amazing Changed Podcast Patreon page members who I couldn't do this without. Art of Change Skills for Life 
and Patreon member producer, Dr. Rick Kirshner. Thank you to Lupe Hernandez for her story, for her inspiring thoughts, and thank you to you for listening to The Changed Podcast. I'm Aidan Nepom, and I wish you the kind of experiences in life you're excited to tell stories about. <laughs>